0: The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Lord of Lords, the Ancient of Days, the Unchangeable Changer, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we worship you. We thank you for all you've done for us since the beginning of the year. We thank you that thus far you have brought us. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Almighty God, we, your children, are gathered together again at your feet today. Please send your word to us. And with the power of your word, bring us healings, and deliverance, and victories, so that at the end of everything, your name and your name alone will be glorified. Thank you, Almighty God, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We are continuing our series on To Whom the Heavens Open. I I think this will be part... uh, Eight. And um, we'll actually be looking at Joshua chapter five from verse thirteen to fifteen. Joshua chapter five from verse thirteen to fifteen. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his, feet, on his face to the earth, and did worship, and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Before we proceed further in our studies about the person to whom the heavens open, I believe I need to make one or two things clear. And the first one is that this series, this Sunday series that we do for you uh, started during the coronavirus crisis when people could no longer go to church. And so we felt that since we we couldn't go to church at that time, we should reach out to you every Sunday um, from the world headquarters. And so actually, this series should have stopped when the coronavirus crisis ended. But we felt that it had been a blessing to so many, so we felt we could continue, uh, even though we moved the time from early in the morning to the afternoon. And so we need to appreciate the fact that this series is a supplement. It's not intended to take over your money, service in your various churches. A supplement does not replace a meal. And the Word of God is clear: you are not to avoid the assembling together. There is something powerful in corporate anointing. And so those of us who probably have fallen into the habit of saying, oh, no problem. Why should I go to church in the morning? After all, daddy will soon come on in the afternoon. You are making a very serious mistake. Get back to your churches. If you want to know the great power of corporate anointing, I will encourage you to read uh, what happened in 1 Samuel chapter 19. Read the old story. You will discover that there is tremendous power in corporate anointing. That's number one. Number two that I need to, and I hope you say amen to that. The only people who could, oh, say, "Ah, thank God we have this supplement coming are those who are too old to go to church in the morning. They are the only people who have an excuse And they have to be really, really old, not even able to be able to go to church. So I'm sure majority of us don't qualify for that. The second important thing that I want to bring to your attention is something that God himself brought to my attention. That when we are dealing with a series, we always assume that the people who are joining the series along the way already uh, know what we have said before. And that is not always true. There are people who are joining the series for the first time. And so occasionally we need to backtrack and talk about what had gone before. And so if you find any time that we are repeating any of the topics that have been treated before. For you who had been with us from the beginning of the series, it will be a very good revision. For those who are joining for the first time, it will be a very great blessing. And the Bible made it clear you are to love your neighbors like yourself. If it's only for the benefits of those who are joining for the first time that we repeat some of the previous sermons, please enjoy it as a refreshing uh, repetition. And then know that this is being done for those, your neighbors, who are joining for the first time. The third point, of course, is that In dealing with series, there are certain things that occasionally we jump over. New revelations that are very crucial to our understanding of the series that we jumped over. Probably in our eagerness to go to something new. I mean, I'm sure many of you who have been following us on the um, Holy Ghost services will remember what happened in in the February Holy Ghost service. In January, we have spoken about the size of God. And because there's so much to say about God, I felt that, oh, we've discussed the size of God. Now let's go and discuss the nature of God. But God reminded us that, no, you haven't even finished with my size. Yes, you have spoken about how long my legs are. You have spoken about how wide my uh, arms could be when I spread them out. But you have overlooked one very crucial issue, and that is the implication of my long legs and wide arms. And that is the point of influence. And I'm sure many of us were tremendously blessed when we learned about the influence of God, even before we begin to learn about His nature. It will interest you to know that the Almighty God said, we haven't even finished with His eyes. We haven't even finished anything about. we haven't really talked about His science. And so you might be surprised that uh, whenever he gives the go-ahead, we might be talking about the hands of God. Because it's one thing to have hands. It's another thing to know what the hands can do for you. A little touch from the hand of God can produce some tremendous impact. And so today, we are going to Backtrack a little and ask ourselves what even led to this series? And what exactly does the theme mean? This series came from, as an overflow from the Congress, when we were talking about double portion. That uh, the biggest thing that happened to Elisha was that the heavens opened unto him. As he saw horses of fire and chariots of fire coming down to take his master home. The heavens opened unto him. And I pray one more time, the heavens will open unto you today. Yeah. But then we said that it was not through him alone that the heavens had opened. That as a matter of fact, the heavens had opened to some people before. That's why we went and began to discuss somebody like Moses. And we spent quite a bit of time with him. And now we want to move on from Moses to Joshua. And we need to know that heavens don't just open. There are reasons why the heavens may open. We need to discuss that. Some of the reasons why the heavens could open could be that God wants to reach out to pluck someone special out of the jaws of death. And this, today's sermon, might be just for you. You, Right now, it might be that uh, the enemy thought that uh, they've got you captured. That, That the enemies might be even waiting now for your funeral. But the heavens can open and God can stretch forth that everlasting arms and snatch you out of the jaws of death. Like in Daniel chapter 6, Daniel chapter 6, you can read the whole chapter. By the time the enemies of Daniel threw him into the den full of lions, and they put a stone across the, the, the opening of the den, They were convinced beyond all doubts. Now, the end has come to Daniel. But immediately, the heavens opened, and the Almighty God sent an angel who went and shut the mouth of lions. And the one who was to be a meat for lions became just a friend playing with lions. God stretched out his hand to rescue somebody from the jaws of death. In Acts chapter 12, from verse 1 to 11, Acts 12, from verse 1 to 11, the Bible tells us that Peter was in prison and the king who put him in prison. Had killed an apostle before, and he was going to kill another one. Peter was ordained to die at the pleasure of a wicked king. The Bible says, "The night before, Peter was to be brought forth." Just. Less than 24 hours before death will swallow Peter, the heavens opened. And the Almighty God sent an angel and rescued him out of the very jaws of death. It's my prayer for those of you who are listening to me today that even if this is the only reason why heaven's should open to you, the almighty God will rescue you from the jaws of death. Amen. It is amazing, when I, when I read the newspapers, it is amazing, that they said that some people killed a family, wiped out a family, On New Year Day, husband, wife, child, on New Year Day. While everybody was shouting Happy New Year, celebrating, death was closing in on a particular family. I don't know what is the plan of the enemy concerning you. Because these people were not expecting that they won't see 2nd January. We only know today, only God knows tomorrow. And only God knows how many forces of darkness are making plans, trying to close in on you or your beloved one. But the heavens will open. And the almighty God will stretch forth his mighty hands and snatch you out of the jaws of death. The heavens go open, number two, Because God wants to reach out to someone who is deep down and sinking. In Psalm 40, from verse 1 to 3, Psalm 40, from verse 1 to 3, he he said, he brought me out of a mariglie. If you know what that one means. It means you're in a pit. And the pit is made of medically. And it means that the more you struggle to get out, the deeper you go. It's a terrible situation when you find that the very effort to get out is the effort that is taking you deeper. Few people know what I'm talking about. That the more you struggle, instead of Getting out of the trouble, you're getting deeper. I've heard of people who said they borrowed money from some people. Interest increased. So they went somewhere else to go and borrow money to pay the first group of people. And then at a higher interest. The the more they struggle to get out, the deeper they go. But there is someone who said, Underneath are my everlasting arms. Deuteronomy 33, verse 27. Deuteronomy 33, verse 27. So the heavens can open and the one with the everlasting arms can reach out and dig you out of the merry clay. Put your feet on the rock to stay. I'm praying today that God will reach out to you. And no matter how terrible the pit you find yourself, no pit is deeper than the uh, everlasting that is underneath, that he will reach out, grab you and pull you out in the mighty name of Jesus. After all, in Forsam chapter two, verse eight, Forsam chapter two verse eight, he said, "He can reach out and pick up a beggar from the dunghill. and then begin to promote him until he begins to sit among princes. It doesn't matter how terrible things are for you. My prayer is that from today, instead of going deeper, you'll be going higher. I mean, in the case of Moses, for instance, Moses was a fugitive. You know the story. He ran from Pharaoh. And he's been running for 40 years. Everything he ever thought he would become in life had become forgotten. A man who was some 40 years old with great dreams, plans for the future, suddenly found himself a fugitive. And one year after the other, one year after the other, it went deeper and deeper and deeper in the merry clay until God intervened. The heavens opened unto him as we have already discussed in Exodus chapter 3. And the man who was one day a fugitive was soon to be called a terror to Pharaoh. Exodus 7 verse 1. Exodus 7 verse 1. God said, I've made you a God the fellow who says he will kill you whenever he finds you. Now you become a terror to him. The heavens can open so that God can reach out his hand grab somebody who was sinking and bring him out of the mary clay and set on his feet on the rock to stay. The heavens can open number three when God wants to knock down someone who needed to be knocked down. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 7, 1 chapter 2, verse 7 tells us that it's, it's God who raises up. He's also the one who brings down. In Daniel chapter 4 from verse 28 to 33 Daniel 4 28 to 33 when a king forgot who who is the one in charge the almighty God decided let's knock this one down Daniel 4 28 to 33 he calls him a king to eat grass like a an for seven years. At the beginning of this year, the Almighty God said that some balloons will burst. I am looking forward to seeing that balloons burst. Because there are some people who are making life miserable for the common man. They have the power to do so. They they are in position to wreak havoc on people. And they are using that power to make the common man miserable. Some balloons need to burst. By the time God finished with He knew who was the most high God. He knew who was in charge. The heavens opened as he was boasting. Ah, Is this not Babylon? My Babylon that I built with my power for the glory of my kingdom. The heavens opened. And he got a little knock on the head. In Matthew chapter 12, from verse 20 to 23, Matthew 12, from verse 20 to 23, the Bible tells us that there was a king who wanted to make sure that the gospel would not, not be preached. You can read it up to verse 24. My Acts chapter 12, from verse 20 to 24. It was a f- fellow who, who was killing apostles for breakfast. Who was going to kill Peter before the heavens opened and Peter escaped. The Bible says, he sat on his throne, make an oration. To such an extent that the people said, this is not the voice of man anymore. This is the voice of God. And the heavens opened. God sent an angel. All the angel did was to point him out to worms. Show the worms, this is the fellow you must consume. The Bible tells us, he was sitting on his throne when the heavens opened. By the time he hit the ground, there was nothing left. The worms had finished him. But the very work that he was trying to stop now began to prosper. It is in the New Testament. It is in the age of grace. So if I say what I'm about to say, and some of you think that it is old-fashioned preaching, that this was was in the age of the law, not law, no, 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 this happened in the age of grace. So I can say with confidence Anyone who tries to stand in the way of the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ, worms will eat them up. Because the heavens will open. And the mighty hands of the almighty God will come down and eat some people. Point them out to worms. The heavens can open. Number four. To arrest. In Exodus chapter 14, if you read from verse 15 to 20, Exodus 14, from verse 15 to 20. It's not wrong if you read it from verse 1 to 20. Beautiful reading. And you have, you know the story. When Pharaoh was pursuing the children of Israel, Wanting to either arrest them and bring them back into slavery or wipe them out. The Bible tells us that while the wind of God was getting ready to blow all night, God arrested the pursuing army. The heavens opened. And a wall of fire came between the pursuing forces and the children of God. Th- throughout the night, Pharaoh couldn't move forward because there was a wall of fire blocking his way. I'm praying today for all of you who are listening to me that the Almighty God will build a wall of fire around about you around your family. So that anyone who may say they are pursuing you, they will be arrested. In Acts chapter 9 from verse 1 to 8, Acts 9 from verse 1 to 8, the Bible tells us that Saul of Tarsus was going to Damascus to arrest children of God, to bring them into prison. But on the way, the heavens opened, and they got arrested. Anyone that is planning to come against you, against your family, the heavens will open, and God will arrest them. That's how far I can go. Today, but now you can see the reason why we need to backtrack. We will continue from next Sunday by the grace of God. This will show you clearly that this series is a very, very special one. And you need to know that it's a series not to be missed. But then the important point now is this. We're talking about heaven opening to benefit some. And to create problems for the others. The question is on whose side are you? Are you on the side of the Lord? Or are you against Him? There's no neutral zone. He said clearly if you are not for me, you're against me. If you do not surrender your life to Jesus, if you don't belong to the army of the Lord, you are in trouble. Because the heavens can open any moment. And when the heaven opens, it will benefit you if you belong to him. And it will be a very dangerous thing if you are not for him. So if you are listening to me today, and you have been joking with the issue of salvation of your soul, joke no more. Surrender your life to him before it is too late. Because the heavens can open any moment now. So if you love to surrender your life to Jesus, please move towards the altar wherever you are. Or if you are in your home today, you have to stand on your feet and raise your hand to the Almighty God as a sign of total surrender to Him, even as I'm about to pray for you. But you talk to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, I am surrendering my life to you now. Please save my soul. Make me a member of your family, so that if the heaven opens now, let it be in my favor. Tell him I will serve you. I will do your will from this moment onward. And I will pray for you now, and God will save your soul. So my Father, and my God, I just want to say thank you for your word. Thank you for these people who have decided to surrender their life to you. Father, please receive them. Amen. Have mercy on them. Amen. Save their souls. Amen. Let your blood wash away their sins, Lord. Amen. Receive them into the family of God. Amen. And from now on, anytime the heavens open, let it bring blessings to them. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> pastor please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as pastor ea e. Adeboe exposes the deep mysteries in the word of god